Welcome to the Inspire Careers Spotlight Series, presenting informational, educational, and entertaining interviews and insights about today's leading career management topics. Your host is Kathy Lanzalaco, CEO of Inspire Careers. Kathy is a member of the Forbes Coaches Council and an award-winning resume writer. Inspire Careers provides career marketing support to executives and professionals and is home to the Inspire Careers Student Professional Launch Program the only new college graduate success program in the country. Follow Kathy on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for new career-related content shared daily, and visit inspirecareers.com to learn more about Kathy and her unique career path from registered nurse to HR leader to entrepreneur, business owner, and podcast host. The podcast you are about to listen to can also be found as a video podcast on the Inspire Careers YouTube channel. Enjoy. Kathy Lanzalaco from Inspire Careers here with our first episode of Spotlight on Recruiting. Over this past several weeks during the summer, I have featured Job Seeker Spotlight with many of my best job seekers looking for positions here in the Western New York area. And now we are moving on to the recruiting end. We're going to flip the table a little bit and talk to some of the fabulous recruiters in this area and find out what what they specialize in, what kind of positions and open search assignments they have, and what they're looking for in candidates. So I'm happy to introduce you to my first guest today, which is Scott Beach, business developer executive at New York Technology Partners. Hi, Scott. Hey, Kathy. How are you? I'm Thanks fabulous. for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited. This is great. No pressure, though. This is a, you said this is the first one, and I feel honored and grateful, and I'm excited to share you know, wealth and knowledge between us two to help everybody out here. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and, well, and, and I know you say that because there's so many people hurting right now and there's so many people looking for positions. Yeah. So I'm so thrilled that we could be able to do this for people. But why don't we start out by allowing you to talk a little bit about your personal background in your firm and talk a little bit about how you got into recruiting so that people yeah. can get a sense for you and what you do. It's funny how people fall into recruiting, right? It's, I don't think people go to college and be like, I want to be a recruiter someday. Um, <laughs> I actually have met somebody like that before. That's a different story. Uh, yeah, I was born in Rochester. Most of my family is small business entrepreneurs. Uh, my dad was a millwright at GM. Um, I, he pushed me to go to college. He knew I was probably way better with uh, business stuff than working with my hands as I used to help him out and ruin his cars. <laughs> so yeah, I went to Damon College. I fell in love with Buffalo, New York. Um, and obviously my wife and I've been here ever since what 2006. Uh, I fell into recruiting because I needed an internship. I wasn't the best scholar ever and I probably procrastinated my internship way too late in the Buffalo Niagara Partnership. Um, I interviewed with them. They had a unique opportunity to help out uh, candidates that were in the adult learning um, space, like they just got a GED, and they started mm -hmm. a recruiting program to help out um, their key uh, members, if you will. And I loved it. I got great people, really nice opportunities. These are people that changed their life. Uh, they were going through hell and back. And it, I, I, I remember the impact I made, and my boss was like, hey, this is a whole career. 
And you could do this on multiple different levels with multiple different opportunities. Um, so I never looked back. I really have enjoyed it. And I'm still here in the community. I work for the Bills. Um, and I've helped co-founded a couple really neat businesses in the area. So, yeah, love what I do. That's fantastic. How long have you been with, have you been with New York Technology Partners? Celebrating probably uh, uh, 18 months, right? So, <laughs> actually, I'll, no, I lied. Well, it'll be two years in October. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Well, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the open search assignments that you have right now? You know, people yeah. aren't really sure what um, what type of roles that you have. Can you help us understand what you've got open? Yeah, so uh, NYTP is an executive search firm, uh, mostly professional level jobs, particularly in tech, so IT and engineering. Uh, my background's always included like mechanical and electrical engineering. And in the past three, four years, I've been working on software development jobs, um, maybe a CTO, VP of product development, jobs like that. So, but you know what, um, especially with COVID, a lot of our key accounts are saying, hey, can we help you out? Could, could you help us out find uh, a skilled trades person or a production supervisor? So we don't shy away from those jobs right now, uh, especially in this market. We want to do what we can to help out. Well, and let's be clear because not everybody watching this really understands your role. You work for the employers. Right? Yeah. You work and you help fill their search assignments. And then when I talk to clients, I talk a lot about the hidden job market. And that's exactly what this is, positions that are not necessarily posted to the outside, but mm -hmm. they've come to you for your expertise to be able to vet the candidates for them to be able to help them get a better hit for the talent that they need, correct? Correct, yeah. I am actually just opened up, uh, this is fresh. It's uh, We have a company here based out of, Chictawaga, but their headquarters is in Houston, and they need uh, like three or four front-end developers. Uh, they tried doing a search on their own. They had no idea. So I reached out to him just saying like, hey, how can I help? He's like, you know what? If that's what you do, take it because I've already experienced the headaches of searching through resumes, terrible interviews. I want you to do it. So that's uh, those are exclusive jobs. You wouldn't be able to find them with uh, a key account there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we work on. And trust me, there's jobs out there that – you know, with my other accounts, they do post them. And it's kind of a post and pray technique, right? That's what I like to call it. But talk about the hidden job market, probably 30 or 40% of my jobs, they're exclusive with New York Technology Partners just because of relationships we've had over time. That's great. And that's really important for people to understand because a lot of people don't understand what that relationship is. So thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, so when you talk to job seekers, and I know that I have linked you with some of the job seekers that I've been working with, and even if someone comes to you on their own and someone's just inquiring about positions, can you talk to us a little bit about um, some advice that you might give to job seekers as they're communicating with you? Things that are important for you to know and information that you're specifically looking for from them. Yeah. So uh, it's an interesting market right now, right? And it, generally, it's always the case where we have more job candidates than our jobs, right? So naturally when we open up a job, uh, we're attaching upwards to 200 candidates to it. Sometimes we're talking to 30 of those candidates and we have we develop a nice relationship. And if I had all the time in the world, I'd love to touch base with every single one of them. So um, I guess, you know, knowing that a recruiter is working on the job that they got from the client to fill um, and hopefully you're a top candidate. We're going to keep that conversation going. But we'll also say, and that's what I like to do at NYTP. I'm like, hey, if this job doesn't work out, I'm going to put you in a neat pipeline. I'm going to remember your skill set, and I am going to call you as soon as 
we get a fresh new leader or even if a, one of my friends is hiring, like maybe I'll see it on LinkedIn on a post. That's where I can make a re recommendation or referral. So I, that's how we won't forget about you. And that's how you can benefit from using a recruiter like myself. Uh, we'll do whatever it takes to help you out. Excellent. When yeah. you're reviewing resumes from job seekers, what is the number one resume mistake that you see? When people send you their information, what do you yeah. cringe when you take a look at? Just number one. We can't go through the whole list. <laughs> number one. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Number one for me is the length of a resume. Um, I generally, I'm a keep it short and simple type of person. And I, th I know most of my key accounts are, especially my hiring managers. I mean, I could barely get them on the phone as is. And then when I do get them on the line, the last thing you want to see is a three, four, five, six, seven, ten 10-page resume. We get right, it. Right, you right. have an awesome skill set. You have an awesome story. Save that for the interview. So I've been recommending one to two-page resumes. I mean, let's face it, Elon Musk made big news, I think, last year, saying how he could fit his whole profile, education, experience, credentials, on one page. So I do recommend that. There's awesome tools out there right now or people like Kathy who could create and brainstorm and get all those key skills out of you, out of you on your paper. That's, that's what you need right now. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think people don't recognize that, that, you know, they think about the resumes and this is not the conversation about resumes, but that is really their first opening of the communication with you. So it really has to be a very powerful document for you to be able to help them. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, I was on vacation and you, you get a brochure of a little, you know, boat museum. I wouldn't want to look through the whole booklet, right? I wouldn't want to see the whole catalog, um, but the brochure got me there and it opened up the story. And that's what your resume should be. And if you really want, you could get the catalog later and that's where you could talk about more, maybe a portfolio. You could bring that to a re uh, interview. Um, you could bring examples of your work and maybe it's a series of pictures or maybe it's a uh, uh, a tech platform that you built, you know, your coding samples. So keep that in mind for the future. Keep a portfolio ready. Those are great suggestions. Absolutely. Not everything has to be in the resume. You're right. Be able to develop that conversation and show some, um, some very actionable things that they had done. That's wonderful. So what is the best way, would you say, for job seekers to leverage that relationship with you? What should they be doing on their end mm -hmm. to make that the best relationship possible? Yeah. Uh, you know, the best relationships I have with uh, candidates, for example, um, we're doing both our, our parts in checking in, and especially if it's active. We got your resume submitted, we have you in the interview process, or maybe we're in the offer stage. It's being ready, you know, because uh, let's face it, a job comes out, that means resumes want to be seen as soon as possible. So you've got to be ready to take an interview and doing what you can to be flexible for that interview. Um, and then being flexible on in-person or video uh, interview days, right? Um, and then when it comes down to the offer, you know, thinking about it through, but being ready to take that offer on the spot if you can, but giving it the right amount of time so you don't affect, you know, what's going on in your family. But another way you could leverage our relationships is, or excuse me, the with working with recruiters, the relationships we have, we have so many unique relationships, whether we can get you into a specific group, uh, working with people like yourself, Kathy, <laughs> or, you know, saying like, hey, I need you to talk to this company because you remind me of the personalities of what they like and what they need. Right. So that's how that's how you could leverage your, your, your relationship with a recruiter. I think what people misunderstand sometimes, too, is that even if you don't have an exact search opportunity that matches their skills and qualifications that day, 
other things can be uncovered by having the conversation with you, by yeah. potentially you recommending them to talk to somebody else. And that's not your way of, of brushing them off, but to say, look, this might not be a good fit for you, but I bet, you know, potentially, you know, go try this and go, go ask this question. And it's mm -hmm. just more information that people can get to help direct their job search. Yeah, especially with uh, job candidates. And I know we said the part about a resume, you know, come, come, uh, you could come with maybe a, your not so much pretty version of your resume, put everything on there. We could always eliminate, we could uncover, like you said, the skill set that, uh, that you're, that you're going to help uh, this next client with or this next business with. Um, that's, that's what recruiters are good at. They're, they're good at unearthing your potential, your desire and what, what you're here to change the world with, right? Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, um, as we're kind of winding down here, um, do you have any last minute pointers that you'd like to give to job seekers? And then why don't you share with us probably the best way for them to get in touch with you if they wanted to have a conversation with you? Yeah. Um, so my key suggestion is I mentioned the persistence, staying with it. Don't take it personally either. Uh, it is tough. I remember applying for hundreds of jobs. I saw dream jobs that I thought were I was 100% match for. I didn't even get a phone call back. And then I got phone calls back on the silliest of jobs, right? Don't take it personable. The market is going to open up eventually. The timing might not be right now, but you will, and you know you will, find the right opportunity. It's just going to be a matter of time. Stay with it. And you could always reach out to someone like myself. I'm on LinkedIn. You could email me at scott at nytp.com, even if it's – a simple question. I'm really happy to help. That's my favorite thing to do. Uh, I'm a go-giver and so is my network of friends and people like Kathy. We'll do what it takes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you all for watching for our very first episode of Spotlight on Recruiting today. And thank you so much, Scott, for taking the time to speak with us today. And I believe that your tips are going to be very well received by our job seekers. And yeah. I, you know, I think there's so much information going on about there about what recruiters think and feel and do. So I think it's really important to be able to hear it right from you so that people understand. Thank you so much, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. And again, feel free to reach out, uh, especially those job candidates at, at run something by me. Feel free to use whatever experience we have or connections we have. I'll be happy to help. And Kathy, this was fun. You know, anything I could do to help you out too, I'll be more than happy to do so. I appreciate that. Thanks, Scott. Thank you all yeah. for watching today. All right. Have a great day, all. Bye, guys. Bye. -bye.